Hello and welcome to the Combat Stress 100 podcast. My name is Tom Fox. To commemorate 100 years of combat stress, in 2019 the charity worked with the UK reminiscence charity Age Exchange to travel the length and breadth of the UK recording interviews with veterans who've been treated by combat stress. They called the project Combat Stress 100. Funded by the National Lottery Heritage Fund, the charities brought together veterans to tell their powerful stories, often for the first time in public. If you have any issues with the quality of sound, please be aware that veterans' interviews are captured in studio conditions, but our clinical team recorded their pieces at home due to COVID. In this episode, we'll hear how veterans describe a condition known as hypervigilance, a state of increased alertness, can make day-to-day life a challenge for those with PTSD. For now, though, Combat Stress's clinical psychologist, Dawn Thee, explains in more detail what hypervigilance is and how it affects the mind and body. As mentioned in a previous podcast, hypervigilance is a symptom of PTSD. So what then is hypervigilance? Well, hypervigilance is a very challenging symptom for veterans who are experiencing PTSD. It's about being excessively vigilant, so the veteran is on guard and becomes very alert to potential dangers and threats. When a veteran is hypervigilant, they are very sensitive to their surroundings and also to external stimuli such as sounds and smells. They feel and see dangers that might not be real and believe that something bad is going to happen. In addition to this, there will be certain triggers that might relate to military experiences or to past traumas which make the feeling of threat worse. For example, certain sounds, crowds or people who look or behave in a certain way. There are lots of instances where a veteran with PTSD might see or feel danger in everyday situations. And this makes life very difficult for the veteran and also for the family, friends and work colleagues. What might the family and friends recognise when the person they care about experiences hypervigilance? Well, the veteran will constantly be on edge and family and friends might find them irritable and easily angered. The phrase walking on eggshells is sometimes used by families who take care not to upset the veteran or to make things worse. Social occasions such as going for a meal or family gatherings are particularly challenging as the veteran might get increasingly agitated and then find it difficult to engage with those around him or her. The family might also notice the tiredness experienced, as when someone is on high alert for long periods, they can become physically and mentally exhausted, but relaxation and sleep is difficult. So I went and saw this GP, I explained to her what happened. She goes, no, you're on a sick straight away. She goes, I'll give you three months sick. I said, oh, thank you very much. What I'll do is give it to the job centre. Those, you know, you won't have to attend. I said, okay. And then she explained to me, have you ever heard of PTSD? I said, the counsellor told me about it a few years ago. She goes, well, I suspect you may have that. So she said, you know, with the thoughts which you're seeing, things like that. And then she said, are you starting? I said, I get panic attacks as well, which I never had before. Especially around people, supermarkets, busy places. Like, whoa, the sweats, the the shaking, the panicking. Uh, I said, all I want to do is get out of there. And she goes, what do you mean? I said, well, if somebody's in my way, I'll force my my through them. I don't care how big they are. If need be, I'll physically move them out of the way so I can get out. She goes, yeah, yeah, I think you've got this, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, have you ever heard of combat stress? 
Christ. Was that the first time you'd first heard? Time, so I said, no, yeah. I haven't got a clue what you're mm. talking about. So she explained to me what it was. It's about, you know, veterans with mental health. And I said, I'm not mental. There's nothing wrong with me. She goes, no, no, I'm not saying that. She goes, it's a condition. It's quite common. When did you realise, Mitch, that you had a, a mental health condition? And can you tell me what your symptoms were? Only if you're comfortable. Nightmares. Flashbacks. Disastrous mood swings. Mm. Uh, even now, 20... Three years later, I I go in a cafe or a pub and I've got to sit facing the door. If I can't sit facing the door, I'd, I'll leave that pub. I sit in a train and I sit facing the exit. I sit to my back to the wall so nobody can sit, come up behind me. I'm always looking along. I, my eyesight's not too good these days, but I've still got good peripheral vision. And if I see something, roof, head goes round. Mm-hmm. And the wife says, what are, you, what are you nervous about? I says, nothing. Mm-hmm. She's stuck by me. How she stuck by me, I don't know. When did you realise you had a, a, a mental health condition? Uh, see, that was 96, my Bosnia tour. It was probably 2012. I first contacted Combat Stress when we lived down in Stourbridge in the West Midlands. Mm-hmm. And then the, the day the letter arrived was the appointment on the letter was the day we were actually moving up to Scotland. So I cancelled the appointment mm-hmm. and when we got settled into the house I contacted Combat Stress again and I explained what had happened yeah. and then started the ball rolling. What made you seek the help from Combat Stress? To try and get myself sorted out. Uh, the wife was putting up with it. She still puts up with it. I'm not as bad as I used to be but I still have good days. I still have shitty days. I still have days with shield storm at the house and go for a walk and come back later. I do the same. Where we live in Drongan, there's a nice, I call it the circuit. You get the house out the back door, along the end of the lane, turn right, up the top of the hill, and you're down out in the countryside. And when you go round, follow the road round, there's a couple of stud fans, and I just like to stand watching the horses in fields. And I've taken up photography. So how can PTSD affect a veteran's relationship with his or her partner? Well, there are many research studies that show how PTSD has a profound effect on intimate close relationships. For instance, emotional numbing, shame, guilt and avoidance can all lead to problems with communication and trust. Anxiety, anger, hypervigilance, low mood and sleeplessness can all contribute to negative interactions. The way that PTSD affects close relationships is very complex. The couple can feel stuck in an ongoing cycle where PTSD is contributing to their difficulties. And then these difficulties reinforce the symptoms of PTSD. So even though a couple may love and care for each other, they cannot express this and they may find it hard to enjoy time together. A couple might feel powerless as their relationship continues to go downhill due to their unhelpful repetitive behaviours. So they might need some professional help to start to move in a more positive direction. So what is Combat Stress doing to help veterans and their partners? At the present time, Combat Stress is running a small pilot study enabling veterans and their partners to have couple-based therapy for PTSD using video conferencing technology such as Skype or Microsoft Teams. This couple-based therapy is evidence-based and it is centred on a treatment called Cognitive Behaviour Conjoint Therapy. CBCT for short. 
CBCT was developed and manualized by the psychologists Monson and Fredman. This therapy is about using the couple's relationship as a platform to help with the management and recovery of PTSD. So the goal of CBCT is to help with the PTSD symptoms and also to improve the couple's relationship. It's not about teaching or coaching the partner to care for the veteran, so the partner isn't seen as a therapist, but instead the couple are viewed as a unit. They are seen as a couple who relate to one another as adults and who both have needs and who both can work together to help manage the PTSD symptoms of the veteran. I know that some of you listening to this will be affected by what you heard. Whether you're a veteran or a friend or relative of a veteran, the Combat Stress 24-hour helpline is there for you. Combat Stress is a charity that is heavily dependent on public donations. If you can help, text GIVE to 70004 to donate £5. Please note, we may contact you about this campaign and the work our charity does. To give £5, but to opt out from further contact from us, text GIVE NO. Text costs your standard network rate, plus your £5 donation. Combat Stress will receive 100% of your donation. Please obtain the bill payer's permission before you text. The customer care line is 01372 587 153. Charity number 206002. Next time on the Combat Stress 100 podcast. Moral injuries. When servicemen and women witness or fail to prevent acts that go so far against what they believe is right, it can shake them to the core and leave a severe psychological aftermath. And it's more of an issue than many people realise. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Mm